Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. You're going to want to hear this episode today. So, oh my goodness, the bread, the British Medical Journal demands immediate release of all vaccine research, new evidence on how Fauci covered up all trails pointing to the release of COVID from the Chinese lab. And do not forget, guys, today to pray for those that are on the 49th March for life. So praise the Lord for that. Uh, other wonderful things going on with the March of Life is there are over 500 pro-life bills passed last year. So give God the glory for that. So, oh my goodness, let's jump right into this. This is awesome. This is from uh, the Epoch Times. Guys, if you have not subscribed to the Epoch Times, ah, definitely go and do that. Uh, they give out some really good truth news that you're not going to hear any anywhere else, really. So this article was written uh, on today. It was released today. It was written by Catabella Roberts. Catabella Roberts. So it says, Britical Medical Journal demands immediate release of all COVID-19 vaccine treatment data. Guys, this is, this is awesome. This is awesome. And I'm telling you guys, I've been saying it for a while. Um, you know, the downfall of America could be, you know, this moron, Dr. Fauci, if you want to call him a doctor, I say Dr. Mingley. There's my dogs in the background. He's got the squeaky toy. He's got the squeaky toy this morning. <laughs> anyway, he's excited, too, about this great news. Um, anyway, you know, what if the fall of the United States is this stupid vaccine that Dr. Mingley, I'm, I'm sorry, Dr. Fauci um, pushed on the entire world? And then they come to find out that this vaccine is deadly and is causing people to die, which we've been saying for months now, almost years, I would say. Doctors had come out in the very beginning and said, hey, this is wrong. There's something wrong. And don't forget about the German. Um, what was it? He was a, a, a doctor. He had gone out and talked about um, what was in this vaccine and what was causing it. Like, it, it you know, it's like the sharp edges. And um, I did a program on that, oh, maybe a month or so ago. Anyway, talked about all that, and of course they murdered him. First time he did it, they threw him in jail. They came in live streaming on YouTube, and they threw him in jail. And then the second time he released his data, um, I mean, and they, I mean, he was a chemist. I mean, that was his job. That's what he did for a living. And um, anyway, he was a carbon physicist. But anyway, uh, the next time they killed him. And so the truth, boy, they don't want the truth to get out. But hey, here we go with Britain. I'm telling you, whoo, this is awesome news. So. Uh, the British Medical Journal has demanded the full and immediate release of all data related to COVID-19 vaccines and treatments, saying it is in the public's interest to do so. Why it's taken so long, I don't know, but thank God. So anyway, uh, says BMJ, um, a weekly peer-reviewed medical trade journal published by the uh, trade union, the British Medical Association, called for the release of the data in an editorial published on Wednesday. Quote, today, despite the global rollout of COVID-19 vaccines and treatments, the anonymized participant level data uh, underlying the trials for these new products remain inaccessible to doctors, researchers, and the public and are likely to remain that way for years to come, BMJ said. This is morally indefensible for all trials, but especially for those involving major public health uh, interventions. I'm going to increase the font just a tad bit here. Okay, so uh, BMJ also accused pharmaceutical companies of, quote, reaping vast profits without at adequate independent scrutiny of their scientific claims, unquote, pointing to Pfizer, whose COVID vaccine trial was, quote, funded by the company and designed, run, analyzed, and authored by Pfizer employees, unquote. That right there ought to tell you something is amiss. 
badly amiss. Anyway, New York headquarters Pfizer still holds at the trial data and has indicated that it won't begin considering requests for such data until May 2025, 24 months after the primary study completion date of May 15, 2023, which is listed in clinicaltrials.gov. Meanwhile, the Food and Drug Administration, uh -huh, FDA, had asked a judge to give it 75 years to produce all the data concerning the Pfizer and BioNTech vaccine. Folks, how many red bells, whistles, ding, 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 has to go off in your head to say, what in the heck is wrong with this? Listen to that. The FDA asked a judge as the judge to give it 75 years to produce all the data concerning the Pfizer and BioNTech vaccines. What? What? Guys, if this doesn't make you say what the hell is going on, then I don't know what will tell you that this is all demonic and evil. And if you guys can't see it, oh man, you need Jesus. Anyway, however, a judge earlier this month ordered that the FDA make public 12,000 pages of the data it used to make decisions regarding approvals for the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine by the end of the month. The FDA must also release Pfizer's vaccine data at a rate of 55,000 pages a month until all of the requested pages are public. Guys, I can tell you they're going to release this. They're not going to they're not going to do it. I can tell you right now they're not going to do it. I hope that judge, oh man, I hope they hold their feet to the fire. Anyway, BMJ also noted that AstraZeneca has indicated that it may be ready to entertain requests, entertain, I like that, entertain requests for data from a number of its phase three trials. However, the Cambridge headquartered company says that the timeline for such data can, quote, vary per request and can take up to a year upon full submission of the request for analysis, decision, animization, and sharing of the requested data or documents, unquote. Folks, does this not tell you something's wrong here? Something is wrong. Why? You have you pushed this vaccine on the entire world, world, and then demanded, mandated people get this experimental concoction, but you don't want to release your research of what it could do to somebody for 75 years. Eh, you know, what could be wrong there? <laughs> uh, nothing, of course. Oh, my little dogs, he is having a good time today. They are squeaking away. <laughs> Anyway, so the Epoch Times has contacted spokespersons for the uh, spokespersons, I'm talking too fast, for Pfizer and AstraZeneca for comment. Quote, we are left with publications that, but no access to the underlying data on reasonable requests, BMJ said. This is worrying for trial participants, researchers, clinicians, journal editors, policymakers, and the public. The journals that have published these primary studies may argue that they faced an awkward dilemma caught between making the summary findings available quickly and upholding the best ethical values that support timely access to underlying data. In our view, there is no dilemma. The anonymized, I'm sure I'm not saying that right, but anyway, individual participant data from clinical trials must be made available for independent scrutiny, quote. So says BMJ added that regular regulators are not there to, quote, dance to the tune of rich global corporations and enrich them further, unquote, but to protect the general public's health for that reason. They said we need, quote, complete data transparency for all studies. We need it in the public interest and we need it now, unquote. They're right. They should have been demanding this years ago. I don't know what's going on, folks, but you can tell the elitists, the global cabal, this whole thing, you know there's something sinister in the background going on. And I'm telling you, once these people have control, it's going to be very hard to rip it from their hands. And uh, if you read Bible prophecy, you know we're hurtling towards uh, revelation. We are hurtling towards the great tribulation. And folks, 
this all this lines up with Bible prophecy. So if you're a Christian, this is good news. If you're not a Christian, this is very bad news. Ooh, sorry about that. This is very bad news if you're not a Christian. So my advice to you today is you better get in a right relationship with Christ today. You may not have tomorrow. You may not have till this afternoon. You have no idea what these people are planning. They're talking about smallpox, EMP. We have Russia uh, going to invade Ukraine. We've got tensions in Iran. We've got all kinds of stuff going on in the world that the Bible prophecy would happen. We have the Ezekiel 38, 39 war still to come. You have the Psalm 82. We have all this stuff that's going to happen. And uh, let me tell you guys, you may not have till this afternoon to make that relationship with Christ. So make it today. Anyway, back to this article and my dog running around crazy. He's excited about this news today too. Anyway, he's chasing his cat, Murphy. Anyway, in December, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, I think they're a laughing stock now, anyway, but anyway, was also sued by the Informed Consent Action Network, ICAM, ICAN, over claims that it is improperly withholding COVID-19 vaccine safety data from the American public. And it is you know another thing you can throw in there there's numerous 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 comments on various social media pages where healthcare workers themselves were adversely uh, affected by this COVID-19 vaccine and they tried to report their adverse reactions uh to the VAERS website and they said we're no longer taking this information we're no longer accepting this information what what there's a law for VAERS and the CDC and they are um disregarding the law like what is going on america needs to stand up and like i don't know what's going on this is what happens when you allow voter fraud and mail-in ballots ballot harvesting all this stuff and nothing is done i still cannot believe that judges like oh no nothing going on here i don't see anything like how much money were you spent how much i, I know the clintons probably threatened you with death right i understand i understand um but you know it all started with our old vice president pence He's a coward. I'll say it again. He's a coward. He was a coward. Still is a coward. Anyway, he had, oof, not going to go there. Anyway, so the British Medical Journal is one of the world's oldest general medical, yeah, general medical journals, having been founded in 1840 and has editorial freedom from British Medical Association. Well, God bless them. God bless them. It says, I can, it's asking the CDC to provide de-identified post-licensure safety data for the COVID-19 vaccine in the CDC's V-Safe system so as to assure transparency with the general public regarding claims by both the CDC and the Biden administration that COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. They are not safe and effective. Like, really? Don't know how much we need to um, talk about this, but, you know, in the beginning, you can go to the VAERS website now, and it was over like 50,000 deaths. 50,000 deaths, folks. Now, go all the way back to the swine flu. They had five deaths, I think it was 20, 20 deaths on the swine flu quote unquote vaccine and they shut that bad boy down. Now we're over 50,000 and I'm telling you, there's way more than that, especially since they stopped taking, you know, dead. Oh, oh, and when you go to the hospital, if you've had a one jab or two jabs, you're still not considered fully vaxxed, right? Oh, no. So if you die of a heart attack or you drop dead, like whatever, well, they're not counting that as a vaccine death. Oh, no. But if you got shot in the head and died in the street, but you paused, but you tested positive for COVID, well, that was a COVID death. You see the irony here? Oh, my gosh, guys, this is insanity. So on my phone today, I get this, e this uh, epoch 
update, right? So check this, guys. Check this. So say new emails reveal Fauci's role in shaping highly influential paper that established COVID, quote, natural origin, unquote, narrative. This is by Jeff Carlson, and it is on the, um, the Epoch News. Guys, if you haven't shown them some love, go show them some love. It's posted yesterday. So it says new analysis. New evidence has emerged that suggests Dr. Anthony Fauci Mingley, I'm sorry, Fauci, not only initiated cover uh, initiated efforts to cover up evidence pointing to a lab origin of the SARS-CoV-2, but actively shaped a highly influential academic paper that excluded the possibility of a lab leak. Fauci's involvement with the paper wasn't acknowledged by the authors as it should have been under prevailing academic standards. Neither was it acknowledged by Fauci himself, who denied having communicated with the authors when asked directly while testifying before Congress last week. Why is he not brought up on... Um, um, oh my gosh, I just went completely blank. He lied, but he, he perjured himself. There we go. Perjured himself on the Senate floor. How is he still walking around as a free man? Tell me that. Well, my goodness gracious, is there anything in the Trump administration of anybody? The, holy moly, they've been tarred, feathered, hung in the square. But no, 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 not this Dr. Ming. I mean, Fauci. Uh, the article, Proximal, uh, Proximal Origin was co-authored by five virologists, four of whom participated in a February 1st, 2020 teleconference that was hastily convened by Fauci, who serves as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. We all heard that enough. Um, and Jeremy Farrar, I'm sure I said his name wrong. Anyway, who heads the UK-based Wellcome Trust after public reporting of a potential link between the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China and the COVID-19 outbreak. The initial draft of Proxel Origin was completed on the same day the teleconference, which wasn't made public, took place. Notably, at least three authors of the paper were privately telling Fauci's teleconference group, both during the call and in subsequent emails, that they were 60 to 80% sure that COVID-19 had come out of a lab. Until now, it wasn't known what role, if any, Fauci played in shaping the contents of the article, which formed the primary basis for government officials and media organizations to claim the, quote, natural origin, unquote, theory for the virus. While the content of emails previously released under the Freedom of Information Act uh, showed the proximal origin paper clearly conflicts with the author's private views on the virus origin, it was unclear if the authors had preemptively reshaped their views to please Fauci or if Fauci himself had an active role in shaping the article. He says, as the head of the NIAID, Fauci controlled a large portion of the world's research funds for virologists. At least three virologists involved in drafting of the proximal origin have seen subsequent increases in funding from the agency since the paper was first published. Any interference by Fauci in the paper's narrative would present a serious conflict of interest. Emails show that Fauci Collins exerted influence. Newly released notes taken by the House Republican staffers from emails that still remain largely redacted clearly point to Fauci having been in actively engaged in shaping the, art, uh, the article and its conclusion. So the GOP lawmakers gained limited access to the emails after a month-long battle with Fauci's parent body, the Department of Health and Human Services. Listen to that. Did you hear that? With Fauci's parent body, the Department of Health and Human Services, DHHS here in the United States. The new emails revealed that February 4, 2020, one of the article's co-authored virologist uh, Edward Holmes shared a draft of proximal origin with Farrar. Like Fauci, Farrar controls the disbursement of vast amounts of funding for virology research. Holmes prefaced his email to Farrar with the note that, that the authors, quote, did not mention other anomalies as they will make us look like loons, unquote. 
Uh, it isn't known whether anomalies Holmes was referring to, but his statement indicates that proximal origin may have emitted certain anomalies of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, suggesting that the paper may have been narrative-driven from the start. During Fauci's teleconference, participants had discussed at least two anomalies specific to the virus, the virus's furin cleavage site, which has never been observed in natural occurring SARS coronaviruses, and the pathogen's unusual backbone, which fails to match any known virus backbone. Farrar almost immediately shared Holmes' draft with Fauci and Collins via email while excluding other participants of the teleconference. The ensuing email uh, thread containing discussions among the three suggests that the reasons for the secretiveness may have been that they were shaping the content of the paper itself, something that has never been publicly acknowledged. It's notable that the email thread included only the three senior members of the teleconference. Using Ferrara as a conduit to communicate with the authors may have been seen by Fauci and Collins as adding a layer of deniability. Uh, during the February 4th, 2020 emails exchanged among the men, Collins pointed out that proximal origin argued against an engineered virus, but that serial passage was, quote, still an option, unquote, in the draft. Fauci appeared to share Collins' concerns, noting in a one-line response, question mark, question mark, quote, serial passage in ACE2 transgenic mice, unquote. Serial passage is a process whereby a virus is manipulated in a lab by repeatedly passing it through human-like tissue uh, such as genetically modified mice, which mimic human lung tissue. This is notable given that during the February 1st teleconference, at least three of Proximal Origins authors had advised Collins and Fauci that the virus may have been manipulated in a lab through serial passage or by genetic insertion of certain features. One day after Fauci and Collins shared their comments on February 5th, 2020, Farrar emailed Fauci and Collins stating that, uh, quote, the team will update the draft today and I will forward immediately. They will add further comments on the glycans, unquote. Uh, the reference to glycans is notable as they are carbohydrate-based polymers produced by humans. The push by Fauci, Collins, and Ferrara to have the paper's author expand on the issue of glycans appears to confirm that they were exerting direct influence on the content of proximal origin. According to Rosanna Segredo, a microbiologist and member of the virus origins search group, uh, drastic emphasizes the presence of glycans in SARS-CoV-2 might suggest that Fauci and his group were looking to add arguments against serial passage in the lab. A study later found that proximal origins uh, predictions on the presence of the O-linked glycans wasn't valid. The newly released emails don't reveal what additional discussions may have taken place among Fauci, Collins, and Farrar in the ensuing days. Perhaps that's partly because Farrar had noted on another email thread addressed to Fauci's teleconference group that scientific discussions should be taken offline. 11 days later, on the 16th of February, 2020, Proximal Origin was published online. The paper argued aggressively for a natural origin of SARS-CoV-2. Immediate observation from an examination of the February 16th uh, version of Proximal Origin is that glycans, quote-unquote, the term that Farrar, Fauci, and Collins wanted to emphasize is cited 12 times. We don't know to what extent glycans were discussed in the February 4th draft as it remains concealed by the National Institute of Health officials. An item of particular significance is that February 16th version omits any mention of the ACE2 transgenic mice that Fauci had initially flagged in his February 4th email to Collins and Farrar, while the February 16th version of Proximal Origin acknowledges that a furin cleavage site could have been generated through serial passage using animals with ACE2 perceptors, receptors. Uh, the sighted animals in the February 16th version with, were ferrets not transgenic mice. 
the authors use ferrets is peculiar, not only because the term transgenic mice was almost certainly used in the February 4th version, but also because it was known that uh, known at the time that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was conducting serial passage experiments on coronaviruses using ACE2 transgenic mice. Even more conspicuously, uh, the reference to ferrets was removed entirely from the March 17th update version of the paper. In its place, a passage was added that stated, quote, such work, um, serial passage experiments with ACE2 animals, has not uh, previously been described in academic literature, despite the fact that Wuhan Institute's work with ACE2 transgenic mice has been extensively described in academic papers. Following the online publication of Proximal Origin on February 16, 2020, the article was published in the prominent science journal Nature on March 17th. In addition to, ch to changes surrounding the transgenic mice, a number of other notable edits were made to strengthen the, na the natural origin uh, narrative. On March 6, 2020, the paper's lead author, Christian Anderson, appeared to acknowledge the inputs from Collins, Farrar, Fauci, uh, when emailed the three to say thank you again for your advice and leadership as we have been working through the SARS-CoV-2, quote, origins paper, unquote. So perhaps most striking, uh, most often publicly cited passes from the March 17th version of the paper, we do not, quote, this is quote, we do not believe that any type of laboratory-based scenario is plausible, unquote, doesn't appear in the February 16th version. Uh, version. Additionally, while the February 16th version states that genomic, uh, genomic evidence does not support the idea that SARS-CoV-2 is a laboratory construct, unquote. Uh, the March 17th version was altered to state that the evidence, quote, the evidence shows that SARS-CoV-2 is not a purposeful manipulated virus, unquote, which is a lie. It's a lie, lie, lie. Anyway, similar changes in language are evident in various parts of the March 17th version. Folks, the article goes on and on and on to explain the evidences, but I think that's enough for you guys to grasp and say, hey, something's wrong. He lied. You know, we need the pitchforks. <laughs> we need the pitchforks and the burning torches to go after Fauci. But that'll never happen. That'll never happen. Um, you know, the bad thing about this is, is, you know, the whole world listened to, and he's in, he definitely makes the United States look uh, very bad, very bad. But of course, we've all been trying to say it for, for, for years now, I guess you could say. Um, but, you know, it, it's not just Fauci. It's the whole world government cabal. They're all hurtling towards one world government. And uh, they're all in cahoots. You can see the UK guy. They're all in cahoots to cover this up because, you know, you know, Gates and, and uh, you know, the World Economic Forum, um, you know, all these people, Klaus, you know, all these people want this. They want to control, folks. And this is one way to control people is by this vaccine. You know, people, you got to wear your mask. You have to double mask. Don't forget to hand gel. What? Who didn't wash their hands before all this happened? You know, anyway. Um, do all this stuff. You got to you do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around and do this and do that. And yeah, they want to control folks. You got to get this mandate. Who knows what is in that vaccine? I tell you, it's not good stuff. That's for sure. It's bad. There's a lot of speculation about what is in that. Um, go to getalifemedia.com and listen to Pilly, uh, Pastor Billy Crohn's um, COVID-19 updates. He's got five of them. Start with number one. Watch them all. Uh, COVID-19 updates. And you can go to that at getalifemedia.com com and i think it's on the right hand side down towards the bottom it'll say covid 19 um, updates so be sure to watch those on rumble because you're not going to be able to watch them on youtube <laughs> anyway guys i wanted to jump on throw this out here 
Oh, man, the Lord is coming soon. Lord is coming soon. Because, you know, all this, like the mark of the beast, uh, the the revelation of the Antichrist, none of this can be done until the church is taken out. So we are the restraining force because the Holy Spirit lives in us. So we are the restraining force that the Bible talks about. And so once we are taken out, and the Bible says, uh, I think it's in Second Thessalonians, we are taken out of the way, then that man of lawlessness will be revealed. So if you think you know the Antichrist, you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and do I think he's alive and well today? Oh, absolutely. I think he's alive and well today. If you listen to Klaus, Klaus and all of them, you know, the World Economic Forum and all this, they're all talking about uh, the, the trillions of dollars at his disposal. They're already talking like that, guys. If they're already talking like that, shoo-wee. You better get ready because we're about, you better do your rapture practice. I want to see people on their tippy toes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, guys, we need to be ready. We need to be ready. We need, to, this is not the time for Christians to sit down and hide. This is not the time. We know where we're going. We know where we're going when we die. And I'm telling you what you do on this earth is what is to point people to cross is the only thing that matters. So with all this going on, folks, what do you, where do you think this world is hurling to? It's not going to get any better. Was it Timothy said it's going to wax worse and worse? And we can see that happening right now. So anyway, guys, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And the Bible says anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. I implore you, do not wait another moment to make that decision for Jesus Christ. I don't care if you prayed a little prayer when you're five years old. Really? <laughs> They're all about just come up here and pray this little prayer and then go live like hell the rest of the week. No. No, no, that's not how, it's like that Facebook thing. This is not how this works. This is not how any of this works. No, guys, you need to realize that you're a sinner. And you need to realize what Jesus Christ has done for us. He took the punishment and the wrath of God in our place on the cross so that we didn't have to, because there's no way we could get right with the Lord. So just remember that. Just remember that that's what Jesus did for us. God raised him three days later from the dead. He ascended to heaven. He sits on the right hand of the throne of God because it's finished. He's done the work. It's finished. So just remember that. Today, I tell you, man, you need to get in that relationship with God. Know that you're a sinner. If you've ever lied, stolen anything, looked at somebody in lust, any of that stuff, you've sinned. You have sinned. It doesn't, there's no good outweighing the bad. That doesn't, that's not how this works. No, if you've done one sin, you're separated from God because of that one sin, because he's a holy, righteous God. But there is good news. There's only good news. There's awesome news. Christ came. He died in your place and my place. He took the wrath of God so that we didn't have to. And so if you accept Christ as your Savior today, you ask him, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I know I'm condemned to hell. Please forgive me for my sins. Please be my Savior. He will. You're washed clean, and guess what? You are a new creation in Christ. You are born again. You must be born again to enter heaven. Christ said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Remember that, guys. There are not a million ways to heaven, as Oprah thinks. There's not, there's not, it's because you're a guy, then you're, no. There's one way to God, and that is through Jesus Christ. Man, I tell you, humble yourself today, because if you don't humble yourself today and accept Christ as your Savior, you will humble yourself one day, and you'll go to hell. Hell is real. Please listen to me. Hell is real, and it's for eternal. If you think heaven's eternity, well, guess what? So is hell. People say, well, how could God send me to hell? Well, I'll tell you how. 
He doesn't send you to hell. You send yourself to hell by denying the work of his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. So when you deny his son, you send yourself to hell. So today, please, folks, don't wait another moment. I cannot emphasize this anymore. That's my heart is to see people saved. That's my heart to see people come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. So just remember, if you're Catholic, nobody can pray you out of purgatory. There is no purgatory, number one, but nobody can pray you out of hell. They can't pay the Pope enough money to buy yourself, your soul out of hell. Remember that. Remember that and read the Bible and think about Babylon and listen to all this stuff and the false prophet. And look at this Pope right now and tell me this Pope does not, I mean, mirror what the Bible says about the false prophet. Guys, I'm telling you, please don't wait another moment. Please don't wait another moment to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life today. Okay, guys, I'm out of here. Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. And if you're new to this channel, that means come, Lord Jesus, come, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Get into the word of God and let the word of God get into you. Thank you so much for listening, guys. God bless y'all.